the property pod. 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 pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hi there and welcome to the latest episode of the property pod south africa's premier property investor podcast my name is suren naidu and on this podcast show we gain insider insights from leading executives analysts developers and entrepreneurs in South Africa's expansive property industry we are looking at hotel development in SA and Africa in today's podcast earlier this month Africa's travel in Daba took place in Durban and several global hotel players and leaders were there one international hotel brand that has been bullish about South Africa and the African market has been Radisson Hotel Group and on the pod we are talking to Ramzi Ransuki vice president of development for Africa and Turkey and he's based out of Dubai Ramzi welcome to the property pod thank you sir and thank me i'm glad to be joining you guys the group next big opening in South Africa is the Radisson Safari Hotel in Hootspruit at the foot of the clean drakensberg as it were in limpopo is that project on track and when is it going to open yes totally and um, we are very excited about this project i think we anticipated to to open probably around september october this year so just a few months ahead from now and and what is truly exciting about this project is actually is the first safari inspired property we're going to have in the country so this is something that you know certainly demonstrates you know demand for for new type of properties and certainly something that where Radisson is entering so truly excited especially with the location itself so do you mind giving us a little bit of insight uh, other than the safari angle in terms of what the investment was by the investor there and uh, how big the property is in terms of room numbers and other offerings yeah sure look so the project is is 138 rooms kind of you know very much in the bush very much you know at the gate of the Kruger National Park and having you know kind of a beautiful setup around it so it's not too far from the as you mentioned town of Oatsburg just like probably 2 kilometers away from it uh, in terms of facility you will have everything from you know international restaurant pool bars and and then i think very much an outdoor into the indoor in terms of the design truly trying to integrate what the wildlife is around the property itself in terms of investment i think this is done with a private investor actually an international investor coming out of uh, europe So this that. project has been going on for, for probably almost now almost 3 years in construction and design so uh, no it's an exciting project so we're truly looking to open it very soon Thanks so much for that just coming to the group overall how many hotels does Radisson have or rather manage or own in South Africa currently and what does the pipeline stand at uh, for South Africa as well as Africa So Radisson actually is purely and exclusively a management company so we don't own any hotels that that we have so worldwide we're roughly at you know 1200 hotels worldwide if you take in across Africa we're roughly at 100 hotels in operation and and under development and and if you look at the South African portfolio today we're actually having 13 hotels in operation and we have two hotels in development including the uh, one in Utsper that we're talking about uh, clearly Africa is a key market for the group tell us why Look, I think we've always been, you know, historically as part of the culture, uh, very much bullish on emerging markets, and I think Africa itself. I think, you know, when you look at Radisson, Radisson has been kind of uh, late at stage in terms of entering the market. We only entered in the early 
2000 was the first project actually in Cape Town at the waterfront. And if you look at this in, in less than 20 years, we grew from one project to now over 100 hotels, as I mentioned to you. And, and, and I think what has been the success for us is certainly the brand of Radisson Blue, which has been, you know, the key upper upscale brand in Europe in which, you know, why Africa is we see a lot of capital flows moving, obviously, from some of the source market that where Radisson is extremely present. So if you look at markets such as Central Europe, you know, Radisson is certainly one of the leading players there. And I think that has a lot of relevance. And I think in Africa itself, you know, we have we have dedicated to be in most of the capital cities. We're actually present in almost 30 countries out of 54 across the continent, which makes you know, our group the most diverse in terms of presence across uh, across the continent. And I think we, we still believe in it. We believe in it because there is a lot of diversity that we can do in terms of creating local destinations for domestic market, interregional and certainly international, as we have seen with some of our feeder markets. Just on Africa, um, besides South Africa, was that uh, rather the Cape Town Hotel, was that your first in Africa? Correct. It was our first okay. property in Africa. And then what markets are you prioritizing, as it were, uh, at the moment in Africa? So we, we established, you know, a strategy in the early 2020 in terms of our new five-year expansion plan. And if you look at it, I mean, as I mentioned, Africa is kind of a big continent. So when you look at it, not every continent has the same potential in terms of expansion. So mm-hmm. we have defined four or five key focus countries. Those one include South Africa, Nigeria, Morocco and Egypt. And what I mean, focus countries, those are countries where we can have sufficient scales in the excess of 20 to 25 hotels. And that shows you that easily South Africa would be a country where we can double our current presence over time. And then the rest, it's it's kind of what we call a critical mass of kind of creating economies of scales in neighboring countries. And that would be in terms of clustering. So that would be, you know, if we take West Africa, anything from Ivory Coast, Senegal, Cameroon, if you take on the east side, probably Kenya, Tanzania, where we would like to enter. And then, then on the southern side, you know, any countries around uh, South Africa. So that is kind of our strategy today. And I think those focus countries usually deliver around 60 to 70 percent of our pipeline. So you can really see the structure of those key focus countries. And then, yes, you know, we have been always bullish also to enter new markets. So we're one of the operators to operate in some of countries that nobody else is. And I think there are new countries where we wish to enter. So we'll continue this journey of, of, as I mentioned to you, of diversification across every country and across every brand. So for us, we still believe in potential because initially most of our presence was through Radisson Blue as our kind of five-star property, while now we see a lot of expansion through resorts. Safari in Utsport is one of the examples, but we also recently opened one in, in Livingstone in Zambia. And we see also expansion with our four-star brand, Radisson, also service apartments. So I think we have we have kind of all of the tools and, and, and development solution now to grow across every segment and across every type of, of purpose of travel. I use the word bullish, but uh, it's it sounds like you are involved in a lot of countries in Africa. Just in terms of uh, hotel development, earlier this month I, I chatted to, um, in South Africa, the Tourism Business Council of South Africa, asking about unlocking, for example, while we might have a lot of hotels, we don't have mega resorts. I'm not going to ask you about resorts, but is it difficult to secure and develop hotels specifically in Africa and I ask this question because according to one of your latest press releases despite COVID I thought it was interesting that um, the group says that the development period for Radisson has been slashed from around seven years to around three to four years. 
Yeah, and even in some instances, even less than that. So, I mean, I refer to you, Livingstone is a project that we actually, you know, delivered in less than 24 months, and we have projects that even we have done in 12 to 18. I think this is part of the strategy that we have reshuffled, as I mentioned, in 2020, when I took over the leadership of Africa. And I think at that point, one part of the strategy we had was to ensure, you know, materialization. To your question, is it difficult? I think certainly, I think Africa is one of the continents which is probably the most difficult to develop hotels and from two two major reasons. One is access to capital. I mean, financing mm -hmm. is, is probably available, but often more expensive. And that creates, you know, certain question of viability in some of those projects. And then access to materials, construction materials, professional consultants. And when you when you combine those two, you know, it creates an environment where construction costs are very high. And that often, you know, delays project and some do never materialize. And that's why you see the cycle of as you mentioned, of, of up to seven years. And that is because of all delays that you could expect, but also delays that are sometimes caused by, you know, lack of transparency, institution, bureaucracy and red tape, access to license and permits that might be delays. So what we have decided to 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 limit, you know, this kind of erosion and pipeline is, is, is two fronts. One was, one, focusing on conversion. So what we call conversion is any project, you know, that we can take over and, you know, join within our brands, within a period of, you know, six to 12 months. And that's often existing hotels. And I think that has been one of the key leverage for delivering what we have done in the last 24 months, which you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And the other side is, is ensuring that we, we partner with the right people. I think, you know, a lot of people wish to develop properties across Africa, but not everyone realized, as I mentioned to you, the difficulty and the challenge in, in, in financing and construction. So for us now, we're more and more strict in ensuring due diligence and ensuring the right partners. And then, yes, we, we are not afraid to also take decision uh, across some projects that we don't see moving forward to just end that partnership. And I think that has been one of the key beliefs of the company is, is mm. ensuring that we, we work with the right people. I know you highlighted some of it, but I'm just going to ask the question, what are some of Radisson's landmark projects to come in South Africa and Africa besides, for example, we mentioned the new safari property in Limpopo. The reason I ask this is um, I understand uh, GSE-listed uh, Baldwin Properties, for example, is looking to have a new Radisson Red Hotel at its landmark Munyaka Estate in Waterfall. I'm not too sure if you uh, have seen that site, but you also mentioned conversion. So, uh, you know, one of the things is the industry is very competitive, uh, even though Radisson seems to have a, a head start and is quite uh, uh, aggressive for Africa. You talked about conversions. Uh, are you looking, for example, the Hilton in Durban is closed? Uh, is that something you'd look at? Uh, also trying to tease you before any big announcements are uh, announced if there's any others that are really big that's in the works as it were. No, and I appreciate look, obviously we're always active at looking at project, existing hotels as I mentioned to you, or even new builds and we, we do not discontinue our strategy in new builds as much as we are focusing now on conversion. I mean, referring to Durban, I mean, as you know, we just opened uh, last year our first Radisson Blue in, in, in Durban mm. in Umschlanga. So I think that has been a very success. You spoke about a landmark. I think this is certainly one of our newest landmark across South Africa. Uh, in reference to new project, I think, look, as I mentioned to you, we, we believe in the potential of suddenly doubling our presence. I think we're very much present in the key cities of Johannesburg, Cape Town, and even Port Elizabeth, which you see that kind of economic cities. Yeah. Well, now we really want to diversify in secondary cities, you know, being industrial, economic, or, or leisure. And that includes, 
you know, new type of offerings such as safaris, but suddenly can include, you know, smaller project, maybe more, you know, catering to dom domestic or, or, you know, as I told, interregional. So when you look at some of the destination, one of the learning that we had from COVID is that South Africa in particular was extremely relying on international travel. And I think that has been a learning where, you know, we had to adjust and, mm. and that adjustment seems to, you know, certainly provide for us the assurance that, you know, catering domestic and intra-regional is extremely important. So you will see this in terms of new type of offerings. And then we see that success in some of, you know, F&B offerings that we have uh, in some of our properties where we see uh, locals and nationals visiting mm. and, and enjoying on staycation weekends and meeting and events. But I think that's, that's kind of the combination for South Africa is able to capture both market domestic and international. Now, you talked about the main brand, Radisson. We've seen Radisson Blue, basically, and then uh, Parking by Radisson. Can we expect other brands within the group uh, coming into South Africa? Uh, oh, I forgot to mention Radisson Red, but uh, when I was in London a few years ago, I stayed in the Park Plaza, which is quite a business-focused five-star. But yeah, uh, Radisson Collection is your resort uh, brand, for example. I mean, look, currently the group has nine brands, I mean, uh, which not all of them are present in Africa or in South Africa. I mean, speaking about those, Radisson Collection actually is more of an entry-level luxury brand, which is present in Africa. We have currently, you know, properties in West and even coming in North Africa due to open. So I think it's certainly a property type that we would want to to enter in, in, in South Africa with, but really much position, as I mentioned to you, an entry-level luxury. I mean, Radisson Blue is our most you know, famous brand, which is this entry-level five-star, which you've seen in every key capital cities across the continent and which represent probably 50% of our current mm -hmm. presence. I mean, in reference to Radisson Red, I mean, Radisson Red is already existing in two locations in South Africa, in Joburg and in, in, in uh, at the Rosebank district and the other one in Cape Town at the VNA. So I think those are two global success of that brand, very much capturing the lifestyle segment. And I think this is something... We still want to expand across different key cities and capital across the continent. And parking, yes, I mean parking is kind of our, you know, mid-scale segment brand, which you will see in more secondary and in economic locations. So very successful. I mean, we have already more than 25 properties across the continent and more than 200 uh, worldwide. So I think that will still remain. So branded direction, we will not be introducing Park Plaza at this stage across the continent, nor some of the other brands that we have mostly across Central Europe or or in Asia Pacific. So I think we have sufficient space to play among those core five brands that I mentioned to you. And I think because they capture both, they capture every segment from mid-scale to luxury and they capture everything from city to resort to service apartments. I have to ask this question. Uh, what about Radisson developments in South Africa that have fallen by the wayside? Obviously, it's not easy to develop hotel properties in Africa in general. But a few years ago, in one of your press releases, uh, you mentioned the opening of uh, your property uh, near Oatabo, for example, which is operational as a Radisson. But at the time, you also mentioned a possible project at King Shaka International Airport. Another project that wasn't officially announced, but uh, has been talked about in the local media, was a, a Radisson plant for Rosebank, not the Radisson Red, for example. Are those projects still uh, possible uh, to go ahead in the future? Look, the, the one that you mentioned in Rosebank, the Jellicoe Avenue, was never uh, was Radisson, so I think that was a media 
uh, wrong statement to to speak very mm-hmm. honestly. So no, at this stage we have only the Radisson Red and Rosebank, which is successful, and I think that has been only our core priority for them. Mm-hmm. The parking by Radisson that you mentioned at the Durban Airport, yes, it was a project, and that is a, an example that what I mentioned to you, which is, you know, over time when we realize that things and circumstances may change, you know, project may not continue, and this is one project that we discontinued because there was no sufficient comfort on the funding and the capabilities of our partners at that point. So we have no, you know, regrets on an ending partnership whenever we realize that those projects will not materialize. And I think that's what really truly differentiates us from other operators, because you will often read, and I think it's important to highlight that point to your audience today, is that a lot of, you know, brands do claim a strong pipeline and strong growth across yeah. the continent. But 70% of their pipeline never materialized, never opened. Yeah. And then what we don't want to is is creating a fake or false picture of truly what hotel development is in Africa, because it remains challenging, but they are fundamental that we need to be transparent about. And those are, you know, the, the rate of materialization and the rate of, of openings. And then when you look at truly the real growth is the number of openings, and, when, and then, then you can look at it. In the last two years, you know, Radisson Hotel Group opened more than 15 hotels across the continent. Uh, we are still planning to open a few properties this year across the continent. And that has been always us gaining the largest market share in terms of openings. And I think that's what truly should be assessed as a vector of growth, is not the amount of signings and the amount of project in development, because most of them might never materialize. And I think truly people need to realize that what create tomorrow employment, create a destination and create opportunities for people to travel are properties that are actually operational, and that should be the focus. And that's what we have shifted, as I mentioned to you, in the strategy. And this is where we take pride. We take pride that, you know, most of our pipeline is is very active, and we have actually a very healthy pipeline today. Fantastic. Ramsey, we're out of time, so we will have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. That was Ramsey Ransuki of Radisson Hotel Group speaking to us out of Dubai. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod.